Armoire makes getting dressed easy. With a clothing rental membership from Armoire, build the perfect wardrobe with brands that are high quality, unique, and recommended just for you. Is anyone else struggling with what to wear these days? I've been pretty frustrated with getting dressed over the last few months as I've navigated body changes, and some days I quite literally have no idea what to wear. Enter Armoire. Armoire allows you to rent high-quality designer clothing for every occasion. When I signed up, I took a style quiz, and based on my preferences, they offered suggestions that would best match my life. I've been renting clothes from Armoire for a while now, and the more I rent, the more on point the suggestions get. Plus, you send what you wear back, which is a great way to try new styles without waste. Armoire also has such a fantastic range of options. Whether you're planning an outfit for a date night, packing for a conference, or maybe a family event, or just need some updated options for everyday life, you'll be the best-dressed person in the room without ever having to find time for an exhausting shopping day. Right now, Didn't I Just Feed You listeners can give Armoire a try and get up to 50% off their first month. That's up to $125 off. Just visit armoire.style slash D-I-J-F-Y. That is armoire.style, A-R-M-O-I-R-E dot style slash D-I-J-F-Y to get up to 50% off your first month and never worry about what to wear again. Try armoire today. Anytime that you're introducing wet flavoring like a marinade to your veggies, you're really running the risk that you're just going to steam those veggies on the grill, that they're going to get cooked through or get too soft before they get any of that wonderful charred caramelized flavor. So just like, don't do it. Welcome to Didn't I Just Feed You? A podcast about feeding kids. Hey, this is Stacey and Megan. Our summer season of solutions is rolling along full steam. If you're not caught up on our most recent episodes through July, we'll be serving up shorter, super focused episodes that help you cook smarter through the hectic summer months. Today, we'll be talking about using your grill for meal prep. But before we get into that, a quick shout out to our community. The message boards at didn'tijustfeedyou.com backslash community are where you can find even more information from each episode, as well as genius insights from the rest of our community. And yes, I did just call our listeners genius and I stand by it. And if you're able to join us at a supporting level, there are some new exclusive perks, including access to our recipe archive, which includes new recipes every single month, those full-length bonus episodes, and more. So you want to get in there. Get in there. So I think that it's really kind of fun. I'd like to say we did it on purpose, but I'm not sure that we did. We did not. (laughs) That the grilling for meal prep episode is publishing the week of July 4th because it's such a massive grilling centric holiday. It is, but also isn't Memorial Day? I knew you were going to say that. So Memorial Day is, and that's when the food media pushes it. But sometimes in the Northeast, Memorial Day, it's warm, but like the weather's iffier. I think of maybe it's just geographic, but I think in the Northeast, like July 4th, you're definitely grilling. Yes. Right? So while you're firing up your grills, people, we're going to talk to you about how you can use it to meal prep, not just this week, but all summer long. It can make your weekday cooking so much easier because not only are you meal prepping, which makes things easier, 
but you're doing it on your grill while you're already grilling a whole bunch of stuff. So it's just efficient cooking and cleanup is easier. And psychologically, mm-hmm. having all that food that's already prepped and ready to go during the week, and you know, you don't really have to get out of pan and the this and the that is just like, mwah. especially in the summer months when kids are home and when dinner's later, but then you're scrambling to get dinner on time because you want to push it and be outside longer, but the kids are starving. I don't know. I'm just very excited about this episode, even though I feel like it's a Megan first episode. <laughs> That's so funny. Uh, Cause I was going to add, like I turn on the grill in like April, May. I don't <laughs> even know that the, ev- the grill's ever really turned off. I mean, it gets covered so it doesn't get snow on it, which we occasionally get. Um, and then I grill like, we did Thanksgiving turkeys on the grill this yeah. year. So I'm pretty much grilling all the time. And like you nailed it when you were just talking about the efficiency of it. It's hot in the South and like you're doing everything inside to cool your house. So it's kind of crazy to think about ever turning on the oven. I'm not saying I don't do it because I do yeah. love to bake. And there are some meals where it's just like, ah, we're going to throw teeter tots on the, on a sheet pan, throw them in the oven kind of thing. But using like using the grill to cook all sorts of meals just makes sense in the hot, hot South. And even more so for meal prep so that you can sweat your off one afternoon and then be done for the rest of the week. It's so funny talking about the heat because my sister lives in New Orleans and most listeners know that I live in New York. And when we're upstate on weekends and stuff, actually the house can get cold. You don't even need air conditioning at night. There's like that perfect little chill. Yeah. So, you know, the air conditioning's on, especially during the day. But I remember saying to my sister when she first moved back down to New Orleans, I was like, oh my gosh, like, how do you deal with this temperature? She's like, what? Like you crank the AC and you do not go outside. (laughs) So there are definitely geographic regions. I think it's really interesting that weather and temperature really plays a part in this because it's true. Like we don't grow all year round. Yeah. But you really can't. One thing that is shared between all of us is really can't beat the efficiency of grilling and it makes things super tasty. It gives that summer taste. I was going to say, you say efficiency first, but like also there's the flavor of grilled food. Yeah. In culinary school, I had a boyfriend who was from upstate New York and his parents every single weekend grilled like a ton of chicken breasts and they like ate that throughout so the whole week. Talk about it. Yes. That's, I think that's the a great place to start. I think it's very accessible, practical, and almost every family that eats chicken that eats meat should start there. Having grilled chicken on hand ready to go is a lifesaver. There's a reason that they started like selling it prepackaged yeah. in the deli. It's good. You can make salads, you can make wraps, you can make even chicken salad with grilled chicken. So why not? And I'd make the argument that anything that you could do with grilled chicken, you could also do with other cuts like pork chops. Totally. Even tofu. I know we've talked about this in other episodes, but do you want to talk about marinades? Because we both have strong feelings. Yeah. And you- And you do, especially for chicken. It is not my favorite to have plain grilled chicken on hand. I find that it's pretty bland and boring. So even if you just do a simple salt dry rub, 
My favorite thing to do, I mentioned this marinade a lot. It's actually like a hybrid between a marinade and a brine. From winter, winter chicken dinner, it's my Greek marinade. It's basically salt water with a little bit of olive oil, lemon juice, and oregano that can be fresh or dried. But again, I've done it with lime juice and cilantro instead. And you can use a neutral oil instead of olive oil. Either way, you're essentially brining it to make it like plump and juicy and salty. And the herb and the citrus juice just gives it a little extra flavor. And I know it might seem like, oh, if you do the oregano lemon version, then the chicken won't be good for burritos or tacos. And that's not true. You know, don't be afraid. It just adds enough flavor so you don't end up with three days later really bland gamey, rubbery chicken. It just does great things for texture and gives it a little boost of flavor that once you pile other things on, whether you're putting it in enchiladas or in chicken salad, will disappear. It's kind of like salting your pasta water, Mm. right? Where your pasta itself isn't getting any flavor on its own other than from the sauce, which is why you salt the pasta water because that enhances the flavor of the pasta itself, which just becomes part of the foundation of your, it becomes your flavor base. And then you build on it and it's not going to ruin anything or interfere too much with your sauce or how you season your sauce. So I put in a vote for a very simple rub or very simple brine or marinade, nothing like that's too crazy. And then it's still all purpose. I don't disagree with you on the point of seasoning. And I would just say for anyone who's who doesn't have winner winner chicken dinner, where the recipe lives, one, you should. Yes. You need to go buy there it. There you go. <laughs> Two, I can't imagine that someone doesn't have the ingredients to make a dry rub or something else that enhances flavor. So I'm thinking of my mom used to do like the a packet of Italian dressing seasoning. Totally. That with like oil and vinegar and a little bit of water as a marinade for chicken. So like I'm generalizing here, but folks probably have some sort of dressing in their fridge or in their pantry that they can season their chicken with. Even the ranch packets, those are really like just rub that on the chicken instead of making ranch dressing with just it. Just rub salt. And grill them. Yes. Pesto. I would say I've never tried it, but I bet you could like thin out hummus and make a sort of marinade coating for your chicken. And then you said dry brines already, but like if someone is just listening for the first time, they've never used a dry brine before. A dry brine is just salt and other seasoning. Yes. So So salt and like zest is great or salt and zest and some dried thyme or dried oregano, whatever just a little something extra, but the salt is really going to be the point there. Yes. Salt and brown sugar and maybe like a little bit of chili flake or Aleppo pepper. If you like a, a chili, a sweet chili grilled chicken or grilled protein. What if I was going to say like, Oh, go buy some brines. I really love spiceology. You know, my friends, the grill dads, they have um, a whole series of dry brines and dry rubs that are really good. But my favorite is their white tuxedo. It has powdered vinegar in it. And so it's sort of like if you've ever had Southern white sauce, it's like um, very flavorful. There's like a little bit of buttermilk, some herbs, but they, it does have a high portion of salt. And those are the kinds of things 
that you can put on the chicken like right before grilling or like you suggest with your brine marinade hybrid 30 minutes before, like while you're warming up the grill. Do that, let the grill warm up and then your chicken or your protein will be ready to go. Yes. And then you're going to use that in fajitas and tacos and salads and sandwiches. And I think we can just kind of breeze through because these are quick summer solutions. Same for tofu. Yes. Same for steak, although I think steak has a slightly different flavor profile. Okay. And I don't believe that steak needs as much flavoring as chicken necessarily. So some of those spiceologies are awesome on steak. Spiceology has a line of sriracha-based powdered spice mixes. It's not like a sauce. And there's a bacon sriracha one that's smoky that is freaking killer. Like on a skirt steak, delish. My face is freaking out right now because I love that rub. I love that rub. It is so good. Okay, can we take a second though? Because we said chicken breasts. We referred to chicken breasts, but we I also would use all that advice on chicken, like boneless chicken thighs oh, or yeah. chicken pieces too. I, I love that. In fact, I would default to chicken thighs. When I'm doing prep, I do also include, I sometimes do a combination. What makes thighs tastier is that they have more fat, but then yeah. that fat congeals or becomes pieces. It depends how I'm going to use it. I will say for meal prep, I am more likely than I am normally to reach for chicken breasts, but I'm glad you brought it up. I'm also less likely to grab chicken pieces if I'm grilling chicken for prep, because then I have to pull it off the bone and you deal with the skin. But I'm glad you brought it up because any of that stuff works. Yeah. What cued me up was you said skirt steak. And I think it's important to talk about when we're talking about meal prepping steak, we're not necessarily saying like, oh, you should meal prep filet mignon. Definitely not. (laughs) Not meal prepping filet mignon. Grab a flank steak, grab a skirt steak, grab, you know, a larger, more affordable piece of beef, salt it or rub something delicious on it, grill it up. And again, then slice it up to add to salads. I mean, one of my favorite salads last summer was romaine, chickpeas, pepperoncini, uh, I forgot there was some one of some cheese that I would add to it also, and then sliced skirt steak, and it was so good. Yeah. Oh, it was cheddar. It was cubed cheddar. I was gonna say, was it a provolone? But no, it was a cheddar provolone would be great too. That's like a Italian sub yeah. style salad. Yeah, I love it. That sounds good. It I want that right now with a nice red wine vinaigrette. Yes, but also you know, like we said got fajitas, you've got burritos, you've got just bowls in general for any of these, you know, where all you have to do is cook the grain and then kick canned chickpeas, some fresh veggies, the grilled protein, or maybe, are you ready to move into grilled vegetables? For I'm prep? not yet. Okay. Cause I want to say one more thing. Backing up. I know that this is like, maybe not work for everyone dependent on if you have like a charcoal grill okay. or a gas grill or a smoker. But if your family loves pulled pork or pulled chicken or like braised beef as a meal prep option, you can do that on the grill, either in a Dutch oven, not smoking it. Or if you have a smoker, obviously you can do like low and slow cooking. But again, you can use your grill for that sort of meal prep too. I know we talked about the flavor of grilling, but then there's also the efficiency of just like having a pork shoulder, browning it on the grill, and then moving it to a Dutch oven 
with some liquid and letting it cook for several hours. Nice. Grill. Nice. Now I'm ready for veggies. Okay. Although we didn't talk about sausage in the meat <gasps> section, but sausage. Oh God, we got to talk. Just, just it. Sausage. sausage. If you haven't listened to the camping episode, now's a good time to go back and listen to Stacey's love affair of sausage. Mm-hmm. I don't disagree with her. I'm not saying I don't love sausage as much. <laughs> Make but that like, clear. Buy a bunch of different flavors of sausage, grill them all at one time while you've got the grill hot, and then you've got meals for the week. Yes. Love it. Twenty twenty four is the year we're focused on finally reducing dinner time overwhelm at Didn't I Just Feed You? And that means making grocery shopping easier and more cost effective, especially when it comes to the foods we all tend to spend the most on, like meat. Enter Butcherbox, where you can count on incredible deals on premium cuts. At Butcherbox, you can choose a curated box or customize your order of one hundred percent grass fed beef, free range organic chicken, pork raised crate free, and wild caught seafood to stock your fridge with all the proteins you need for the week, month, or even the year at prices that are hard to come by at the grocery store. That's all your protein shopped for in one shot at great prices delivered to your door with free shipping. Just one change, switching over to ButcherBox, and you guarantee yourself fewer trips to the grocery store and savings that are hard to find at the supermarket. Dinnertime overwhelm be gone. ButcherBox is offering our listeners their choice of a weeknight meal essential, three pounds of chicken thighs, two pounds of ground beef, or one pound of premium steak tips for free in every order for a whole year. Plus, you get $20 off your first order. Sign up today at butcherbox.com backslash D-I-J-F-Y and use the code D-I-J-F-Y, short for Didn't I Just Feed You, to choose your free offer and get $20 off. This episode is brought to you with support from Whole Foods. As our resident Greek girl, I am a sucker for Mediterranean flavors and want you to taste the Mediterranean too. Go to Whole Foods Market now and save on regionally inspired products through March 19th. Find sales on animal welfare certified meat, including boneless, skinless, air-chilled chicken breast, bone-in beef short ribs, ground lamb, and more. Save on whole bronzini and sustainable wild-caught sockeye salmon. And stock up on Mediterranean essentials like feta cheese crumbles, whole wheat pita pockets, and if you're over 21, wines from Spain, Greece, and Italy. Grab your ingredients and experiment with family-friendly Mediterranean cuisine today. Think Greek-style ground lamb pitas, lemony oven roasted chicken, or bronzino, or instant pot short ribs braised in wine. All simple and delicious. Taste the Mediterranean now at Whole Foods Market. Do you ever feel like you're in a never-ending cycle of snacks and meals? We get it. That's why we're excited to share HomeThreads, the ultimate solution for creating a stylish and functional family space. At HomeThreads.com, discover furniture that can handle the chaos of family life. From wipeable dining chairs to kitchen tables and light fixtures. Or you can just freshen up your kitchen with trays, counter lamps, decor, and other affordable accents that will help you update your kitchen into a room you love spending time in. Head over to homethreads.com slash D-I-J-F-Y, short for Dinner and I Just Feed You, to get a code for 15% off your first order. Because if you're going to be feeding them three times a day, plus snacks, you deserve a home that feeds your style. Home Threads, love where you live. That's homethreads.com backslash D-I-J-F-Y today to get 15% off your first order. Veggies. Veggies. So... We'll get into the specifics and I want some like 
your favorite tips for grilling veggies, but all manner of summer veggies. I love them on the grill because it's a great way to add flavor and to give veggies a light touch, but a light touch again, that has this high flavor. That's what the grill does so well. And then you can toss these veggies that you've prepped ahead of time with pasta. You can use them to top hummus or rice bowls again. You can make delicious sandwiches. I'm thinking of like ciabatta and mozzarella and basil, and then a whole bunch of layered veggies. Mm, you can like use roasted them- peppers and zucchini. So yeah. good. You can okay. use them to top pizzas. And I love grilling pizzas. Actually, grilling pizza makes pizza at home so easy and delicious. I feel like making pizza at home in the oven isn't fussy, but can be a little bit fussier. And if you don't have a super great dough, either recipe or you didn't buy a super great dough, you kind of feel it. But when you grill the pizza, you really don't because it's got, again, that like great char flavor kind of amps the flavor for you, even if you're working with a pretty mediocre dough, in my opinion. Y'all, this is the woman who was like, I live in New York City. I really don't bother making pizza at home because I can just get great pizza anywhere. So if she's telling you to grill pizza, grill pizza. And it's also kind of fun and it cooks so fast. I don't know. I really like it. Yeah. Polenta, any quick grains, then you just throw the veggies on top and you throw an egg on it. Or your grilled protein. Or your grilled protein. So many applications. But talk to us about grilling veggies. Like, what do you think is super important to get the most out of them? Because we've all been to that cookout with the lamb cooked grilled veggies. (laughs) And you're like, oh, thank you. Okay. I think that for veggies, prep is an essential part of it. Not mar- not necessarily marinating or dry rubbing, although like putting some seasoning on your grilled veggies is great, but thinking about the efficiency of cooking them. So like, I know this is something you already do, which is you probably never grill a whole potato. You're either like cutting it into wedges or cutting it in half and cooking it that way, unless you're going to like slow cook whole potatoes, which whole cooked sweet potatoes take a long time on the grill, like a full 90 minutes, but they're so good. And they're one of my favorite things to meal prep. Zucchinis, like instead of trying to just grill them whole or cut them into slices, like how you would for sauteing them, cutting them into either spears. So across their length into quarters or even into thick, almost like steak, like slices. Yeah helps you get more flavor because you have more surface area to char without like having to wrestle them and worry about them falling into grill grates. You can use any of those same sort of principles for things like cauliflower. Like again, don't do the little florets, do like big steaks or roast the whole head of cauliflower and then cut it up into smaller pieces. So you're getting more surface area for browning and grill marks or caramelization without fussing after them. Um, There aren't very many things that I pre-cook before grilling as far as veggies go, but I think just keeping things whole, not even quarters, like pieces of peppers are much easier to grill. Put small things either on skewers or use a cooling rack as sort of like an intermediary grate, like put the cooling rack Mm -hmm. on your grill grates and then put your cherry tomatoes, which are really lovely grilled. And then they can be sort of mashed up as a sauce for Um. pasta or warm pasta or over polenta, like you mentioned, is so good. 
Um, same thing, green beans that way, asparagus that way, any of those small little things are better on a cooling rack on a grate or steward than they are just free floating. Do you ever use a special like grill pan for cooking veggies on the grill? I have one maiden grill pan mm-hmm. that's like perforated. It has yeah. holes in it. I use that the most for shishito peppers, like yeah. on the fly, but you could totally use it for any of those small veggies. And like, I think of when I meal prep veggies or and proteins, like I'm sort of zoning out my grill, like having a, a hot area to sear things on and then a lower area to continue cooking things like chicken breasts so they're cooked through and then moving veg onto that hot area to get it seared and then moving it to like a medium temperature to continue cooking. So I'm not necessarily thinking about meal prepping individual meals here, but I think that that's something that you could do. And then a grill pan would be really helpful. Like if your family loves stir fry, prep your stir fry veggies. And instead of like turning on a hot pan, saute them in cast iron on your grill or even a wok, a wok. If you have a wok, a wok on a grill, especially like if you have a side burner or you can get your propane really hot, it's a game changer for cooking things really quickly in your wok. And you're saying just like salt and pepper. Yes. Oh, I'm so glad you asked that because I think salt and pepper if you really feel inclined, like, you know, you want to do sweet potatoes and you want like a maple chili rub on that, that's great. But I also think like marinades and vinaigrettes, I don't want to air quote marinades because it's mostly like dressings and vinaigrettes are so good on your grilled veggies afterwards. So like, even while they're still hot, putting like your favorite vinaigrette on there or putting fresh herbs and like a little oil and vinegar will just make a really big difference when you come to eat them later in the week because they won't just be like plain and they're already cooled and they can't really take on any more I'm so glad you said that because when you started, you were like, okay, just like keep it simple. And I agree. And I don't think you need a marinade and tons of flavoring beforehand, but I think definitely salt beforehand. I think a lot of people either through marinades or in other ways, end up soaking their veggies in a little bit of olive oil before the grill. And I would recommend against that. So just salt and pepper and then brushing with oil while it's on there. You don't need to soak them in oil. You just need that surface to have a little bit like a nice slick of it. And then afterwards, taste it, salt and pepper again, and then do some seasoning like while it's still warm. So Yes, same page. The the big thing here is if you're doing, and and this is true for proteins too, but like very specifically, I think of veggies in this way. The thing that tastes so good about grilled veggies is like when they get some char on them and they're not just like steamed soft, they have like a really lovely texture to them. Anytime that you're introducing wet flavoring, like a marinade to your veggies, you're really, or putting too much olive oil on, which you mentioned, you're really running the risk that you're just going to steam those veggies on the grill, that they're going to get cooked through or get too soft before they get any of that wonderful charred caramelized flavor. So just like, don't do it. (laughs) And then put the wet flavoring on afterwards. 
since we're talking summer solutions specifically, I did want to take a moment to pull out corn. I know we just talked about veggies in general, because I think that grilled corn in the summer can take a more central role than a lot of other veggies. It doesn't have to just be the side. I think it makes a great base with grains, you know, to be the main star of a bowl meal. I love corn cakes or arepas. And if you have some grilled corn ahead of time that you can just throw in a batter, you don't have to do all that extra work the day of, and it makes the flavor so much better. You can add grilled corn to a very simple risotto. Risotto is a very deceptively easy weeknight meal. I think people think that it's fussy. It really doesn't have to be. And you can literally just have the arborio rice, onion, broth. And then if you have that grilled corn, you're golden. Like you have a really delicious risotto and you don't need much else. It's great for combining with beans. I like black beans in particular, but that also makes the base of great hearty summer salads and easy bowl meals. So I think corn is worth talking about on its own. Okay. And dips. Yeah. Like caramelized onion and corn. Like dips are dinner in the summertime. For sure. Yes, for sure. Even if you, like I said, a creamy dip, I was thinking creamy dip, but you could totally make like a really wonderful corn pico de gallo. Yes. Or chips and tacos and all of that. And honestly, if you cut the grilled corn off the cob and you know, you get those sheets, mm-hmm. that's really fun on a summer snack board dinner too. Yeah. My kids will is. totally eat that. Okay, so what do you want to tell us about grilling corn? Do you have strong opinions about it? I just, whatever is easy. If you're prepping, especially if you're prepping other stuff, just put it on in the husk. Yeah. And grill it up. And then I do like to finish it afterwards sometimes. It depends on my mood to get some of that char on it. But that yeah. isn't how I cook it the whole time. I have something to confess to you. Uh-oh. <laughs> I don't like cooking it in the husk on the grill. Like any in any, most methods. Because I feel like then it's even harder to get the silk off. So I really love to, even if I'm going to grill corn, to prep it in the microwave. So you like cut off the stem end, wrap it in, leave leave the rest of the husk on and you can microwave it like that. Or you can wrap it in paper towels and you like steam it for about five minutes in the microwave. And then it slips the whole husk and all the silk slips right off. And then I'll stick it on the grill I think that's genius. I like get that that, color and I mean, the whole point of grilling it in the husk is that it does, it steams. It's kind of the same effect. So I, I don't think of, it's been a whole season, so I'm going to have to test it now. I don't feel like the silk is harder to get off. I feel like it's the same effect is happening, but I love it. I think that's genius. Yeah. I think the other thing that happens on the grill for me is that the husk can like catch on fire or like burn, especially if you cut off that stem end and they're not like held in place very hard. And then like it starts to steam and they start to get loose. I don't know. I think what I'm trying to admit here, what I'm trying to confess is just like a general corn laziness. Like I love it, but I want to approach it in the like least fussy, laziest way. Like it's not really that hard to get the silks off. But I, <laughs> so, I just can't be bothered. So apparently. there's so many different ways to do it. Whatever works for you. But we believe that you should be prepping corn. I have had one or two summers where I've realized, oh my God, I didn't eat enough corn this summer. And that's always such a bummer. So this year, we hope that you'll 
use, whether it's your microwave or your microwave and your grill or your grill, whatever works for you to prep corn and to not just think about corn on the cob on the side, because that's great. But like cutting it into your polenta, you know, putting it in risotto, all these things are so delicious and make you feel like you really made the most of the season. Yes. Um, Can we take just a few minutes? I know we promise these will be short. And next week we have a whole episode about no cooked desserts, but I want to talk really quickly just about grilling fruit specifically, which, I mean, there's tons of desserts you can prep on the grill. I think that's a different thing altogether. I mean, if you wanted to, you can make cornbread and biscuits in advance and put them on your grill. You can even, if you're like on a sourdough jag, you can cook sourdough in your grill. Is so anyone like, on a sourdough jag anymore? I don't know. <laughs> no, Maybe I don't know. I like somebody it. Somewhere. I'd like to think Focac- is. Oh, there's a great... I don't know if it exists anywhere on the internet. Maybe we can find a way to give it exclusively to our listeners community. I developed a no need focaccia for Alton that we cooked on the grill with peaches and thyme on it. It's like one of my favorite things I make it every summer. So anyways, there's all the bread and baking things that you can do on the grill. I think that's different from meal prep, but I want to talk about like grilling peaches, grilling pineapples, grilling plums, even like making an argument for putting some strawberries or other berries in a cast iron skillet while your grill is hot because those things make incredible components to meals like the grilled pineapple or the grilled peaches they can also be breakfast fodder like cold grilled peaches that are so juicy on top of yogurt or cottage cheese in the summer is like top tier summer breakfast yeah it's like it exists somewhere in the like stewed fruit compote world a little bit, you know, where it still has some structural integrity, but it's released a lot of juices and a lot of sugars. And it's just like so delicious. It kind of enhances the summer sweetness of the fruit. And I love, I love that for breakfast. I think that's great. I had a note about grilled pineapple, but I love all the other things because I think that these things work in fried rices. They work with simply grilled proteins. I think grilled pineapple or peaches with pork is delicious. And then I think if you just have it on hand, you can also just add it to like a Thai curry or I don't know, you can really get creative. And I, I hope that when you meal plan, you find that just having some of these wild card elements in the fridge inspire you to be creative so that you don't, you know, you reduce food waste. There's always that fine line between like you did this and you're not inspired and now it's going to go to waste. I do think that with grilled fruit, there's always the dessert or breakfast thing of serve with yogurt or serve with ice cream. So it won't go to waste. And maybe you'll find one week that you have this great inspiration to be creative and use grilled fruit in your savory preparations. Yes. Oh, halves of lemons and limes. Grill them. And then when you go to like have your grilled chicken and you just are like, mm, it needs a some, little something else, squeeze one of your grilled caramelized lemons or limes on it. I love it. Do you know that I've seen sliced grilled lemons also used for cocktails to garnish cocktails? Isn't that okay, crazy? we didn't talk about meal prepping cocktails. I know, right? Wouldn't that be good with like mezcal or something that had a little bit of a smoky so that you get the like sense of smokiness from the grill, but really it's still like tart and acidic or whiskey. I think that could I be was thinking awesome. of gin and tonic with a grilled Ooh. lime. I don't know why. I think we need to yeah. try these things. Okay. So we have, we have some things we need to do. 
We have some homework. We have some homework. We need to like check in with our community to get their ideas and also experiment with cocktails with grilled fruit garnish. Yeah, we Obviously. said it. We said it at the beginning of the episode, but our didn't I just feed you listeners community is the place to be this summer. I really am going to try to get us that. Foc- I have the focaccia recipe. I'm going to figure out sharing Great. it with us. Um, we hope that you joined us there. If not, join for free at didn't I just feed you.com backslash community. Or if you want those bonus episodes and other goodies, join our supporting community. You can also keep in touch with us on Instagram where we are at Didn't I Just Feed You or by sending it for our newsletter, good old school newsletter. It's a good one, guys. Every Friday, we send out our favorite pick. Don't forget to subscribe to Didn't I Just Feed You wherever you get your podcasts. Or if you're already a subscriber, leave us a rating or review or just tell a friend about us. Whatever. Just spread the word. A huge thank you to our editor, Samantha Gatsik. I'm Stacy. And I'm Megan. Stay sane and well-fed until next week. Be sure to subscribe to Didn't I Just Feed You wherever you're listening. And don't forget to rate and review. 